0: Former President Donald Trump ramping up his inflammatory rhetoric. We will root out the communists, Marxists, fascists, and the radical left thugs that live like vermin, 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 where some compared that moment to something that might have happened at a rally in Nazi Germany. Ba-ba-ba-da-bow! Ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Aid Thompson and Other Disappointments. What's going on out there? How you doing? Uh, Have you all recovered from the shock reappointment of one David Cameron? Of Lord Cameron? Uh, How about the Suella letter? How about the scarcely reported, over here at least, Uh, not so much over in the US, where I think they're all tearing their hair out about it, uh, the Donald Trump comments, uh, where he was calling his political adversaries vermin. <laughs> I don't know if you caught that one. Hasn't been on the news here much. Um, just moving my very delicate mic over here a little bit. Pardon me. Uh, like, he's literally using Nazi language now, isn't he? So that's nice. That's, uh, <laughs> you know, that's that's a development of sorts, isn't it? Like every day, every week, this guy escalates right in front of us, doesn't he? Just a psychopath escalating in front of our very eyes. And every week, you know, since 2015, 2016, we've all been like, yeah, you might want to, um, you might want to like remove him from public life. Somehow, (laughs) okay, how you do it? Just don't know if he's necessarily somebody who should be in public life in politics. Maybe you want to want to get rid of him somehow. Like, shouldn't somebody be doing something about this guy? Or you know, that's been every week since about 2015. Um, and it's 2023 now. So we've had what is that? Seven years or eight years? I'm not very good at maths. I'm sorry um seven or eight years of in fact you know what let's work it out so 2015 16 17 18 19 20 21 22 23 there you go eight years i feel better now uh though i did just out myself as somebody who still has to count these things on his fingers so i don't know if i've really you know won by doing that um but yeah, so eight years we've been warning, going like, do you want to just, uh, you know, sort, <laughs> sort this guy out because he's, uh, he's a bit crazy. Um, and for eight years, nobody has really done anything about him. Um, it's like that scene in in Ghostbusters 2, you know, I'm a big fan of pop culture references. I've, I've learned this from uh, from Dane Baptiste the other night. It says there's a scene in Ghostbusters 2 where the judge is jailing them, right? They're all in the courtroom and they're under, like, public order or, like, nuisance charges or something. And the judge is, like, he's in the middle of his judgy, jailing speech, right? And he's getting more and more angry and fired up as he's saying his judgy speech to them and jailing them. And uh, anyway, as this thing is building up, like, Egon and Ray. And Peter are t- like trying to catch this guy's attention. You know, they're trying to sort of draw his attention to these ghosts, these sort of phantoms that are, you know, slowly like building up in the courtroom and stuff. And he's like, I said, be quiet. You know, he's just trying to shush, like shut them down. Total dismissal of their warnings. And, it, you know, in the Ghostbusters, these guys are trying to drag us like something bad is going to, can you just look but over here? Look. And he's having, he's having none of it. Um, that is what this has felt like for about eight years. And then, of course, if you're familiar with the movie, it all blows up and all these ghosts and goblins come out and it turns into a right old state. Uh, God, I sound like such a dad these days. Oh, it turned into a right old state. So it did. Um, but like everybody's been warning for years. That Donald Trump. Is basically Hitler. Haven't they? <laughs> I mean, I don't need to go through all the Hitlery things that he's done before this, before calling people vermin. He was, uh, I mean, he was referring to Mexicans, referring to foreigners as murderers and rapists. Uh, he was disparaging the press. You know, anyone that was slightly critical of him within the press world was dismissed as uh, what, like the failing New York Times, the failing Washington Post or like all of the others would be fake news. And, you know, it's all it's a bit Hitler, isn't it? Um, uh, The famous stand up comedian Louis C.K., an old comedy hero of mine who I sometimes uh, sometimes channel and quote uh used to love louis ck uh, before he went a bit weird you know with the old um uh pleasing himself in front of terrified female colleagues thing uh but before all of that he said this in 2016 so this is before trump actually became president and all of the craziness started he said this uh, he said please stop it with voting for trump it was funny for a little while but the guy is basically hitler And by that, I mean that we are being Germany in the 1930s. Do you think they saw all that stuff coming? Hitler was just some hilarious and refreshing dude with a weird comb over who would say anything at all. Shall I finish this? Shall I continue? This is from an email that he sent to his fan base back there, uh, back then, before Trump became president and before the escalations really started, although he was still, you know, obviously hugely problematic. Uh, So it continues. It says, but it... It only works if the Conservatives put up a good candidate, a good, smart can. Oh, I think this is a bit further on in the letter. Sorry. Um, so like he's talking about the balance of like liberals versus Conservatives. And he's he actually is for like the Conservatives having a president every now and then. He says, but it only works if the Conservatives put up a good candidate, a good, smart Conservative to face the Liberal candidate so they can have a good argument and the country can decide which way to go this time. Trump is not that. He's an insane bigot. He is dangerous. And then it carries on. It says, uh, he's not a monster. He's a sad man. Uh, But all this makes him horribly dangerous if he becomes president. Give him another TV show. Let him pay to put his name on buildings. But please stop voting for him. So, yeah, that was in 2016. You know? And since then, I mean, he hasn't got (laughs) saner. Has he? He hasn't got less dictatory since 2016. I mean, in those eight years, I think we've established now, uh, in those eight years, he's tried to upend his own democracy. He stood back while his MAGA jobs treated the Capitol building like a cosplay adventure playground. <laughs> Do you remember that? I couldn't believe my eyes. I was like, what are they doing? He's calling everyone vermin now, and now like the latest thing is he's threatening to put immigrants in detention camps—literal detention camps—with this. But know, like I know a lot of you will be thinking like, yeah, but sometimes they say this stuff to rile at the base, and then you know everyone loses their minds, and then it doesn't turn into anything. And you know, like when Pretty Patel said she was going to install wave machines. In the English Channel. Like that seemed really callous and over the top and everyone lost their shit about it. But until everyone reminded themselves, well, yeah, but that would never, <laughs> that would literally never, you can't do that. <laughs> the English Channel isn't Coral Reef. Just settle down. Um. But anyway, his, you know, they say they're going to create these detention camps for people and, you know, a lot of us will be like, well, hang on a second, you can't do that. Uh, and then his spokesman, has clapped back saying, like, don't think we're not like don't think we're playing with this. We're deadly serious about this. We are going to do this. I mean it's not it's not unhitlery, is it? Just just be real with me. That's not not like Hitler, <laughs> is it? It's not not Hitler-esque. Like for all the talk of, you know, snowflake hysteria, whenever people on the left clutch their pearls. And point a concerning thing, you know, and then people on the right go like, oh, you're being hysterical. Come on, Aid, pull it together. You're being hysterical. What's wrong with you? Just settle down. Have you been radicalised, Aide, by The Guardian and The Mirror and MSNBC and CNN clips all over Twitter? Are you radicalised now? Just settle down. Look out the window. It's fine. You're being hysterical, Aide. You know? But can we at least agree that this is, you know, it's in the neighbourhood of Hitler now, isn't it? Can we just agree that? I mean, Hitler Hitler rounded his scapegoats up, right, and stuffed them in concentration camps. That's what he did. That is a fact in history. Trump is saying he's going to round his scapegoats up and put them in detention camps. That's what he's saying. That is also a fact. I mean, just call them what they are, Trump, all right? Like, they're concentration camps too, aren't they? I realise that puts you in a bit of a quandary, because you lot like to wave your flags around and get all nationalistic and gloat about the wars that you've won in the past, and one of those wars happened to be against Nazis. However, this one, you're doing the Nazi dance yourself. So I, I appreciate you might not want to terminal terminalize it. God, is that even a word? What is wrong with me today? But you see what I'm saying, like detention camps, concentration camps. It's just, you know, just they're, they're going to be the same thing, aren't they? You round up your immigrants, you stuff them in a camp and then you work out what to do with them. And this this is from The Washington Post, right? the other day and it is a sobering read guys which um which makes it sad for two reasons on this show doesn't it um because you know if if there's one thing i don't like it's authoritarian dictators obviously but you know if you're gonna add in sobering me up (laughs) to the conversation as well then we're gonna have a problem we are you know I, i i can't go through this stuff sober um so this is in the washington post uh, it's by a guy called greg Sargent, and the headline says trump's plan for giant detention camps points to a brutal 2024 reality uh donald trump's advisors have declared that if he regains the presidency he will launch an extra- extraordinarily cruel crackdown on immigration uh, it says that when things are bad on the border in the US, the political trends are usually that people turn on the incumbent and that they typically do that regardless of how extreme the challenger candidate. In this case, that's Trump uh, is with what they're suggesting. It's sort of they, they look at it like an opposites effect, you know. Um, anyway, it goes on. It says uh, that they're going to take detention camps, right, which already exist in terms of being an illegal immigrant or, you know, a refugee waiting for your claim to be processed or whatever. Um, They're going to take these detention camps and they're going to vastly expand the network of them. And they cite Trump's advisor. It's a guy called Stephen Miller. Uh, And they say uh, this expanded network would facilitate the deportation of millions of undocumented immigrants, including longtime residents with deep ties to the communities. You know, like, just take that in for a minute. In Trump's America or Trump 2.0's America, you're going to have a presidentially sanctioned force rounding up the foreigners, some of whom who have built lives and families deep Ties to the communities, it says. You're going know, to round all of those up and stuff them in a vastly expanded network of detention camps, with a view to chucking them out of the country. That's what we're talking about here. Um, it, it says in the uh, in the article here, you'd have detention of people seeking asylum, which be, would be subject to shocking new limits. Trump would reinstate his ban on migrants from majority Muslim countries invoke new legal authorities to pursue mass expulsions and enlist the military to help them carry it out. So, yeah, very much rounding up foreigners and chucking them out uh, with a pit stop in a concentration camp uh, along the way, no matter how long they've lived in the United States. That is what's happening if Trump gets a second term. And I'm sure, like, I don't need to remind you guys of like, the parallels of this uh, with, like, this and Hitler, right? And what could come next after this? Because Hitler didn't just start off murdering six million Jews, you know? Like, this is the thing that's, like, always lost on the flag fuckers, isn't it? <laughs> they vaguely learned briefly in school decades ago about what happened in Europe didn't they? They sort of have a a, a passing familiarity with what took place. And they they banked that information, but like with purely face value, like symbolism heavy levels of intellect, you know? Like they don't think back to Germany and and 6 million Jews and think of the contributing factors and the political machinations that fermented the landscape to allow all of that to take place. They don't trouble themselves thinking about all of that. That's critical thinking. That's factoring things in. All they think about is, oh, you yeah, know, Hitler was a baddie, wasn't he? He was just bad, just inexplicably bad, yeah. And he, and he waved this flag over there. And as long as nobody's speaking German or waving that specific flag here, well, then they can't possibly be a Nazi or a fascist, can they? Like, like it's almost childlike, isn't it? Just a very base level childlike symbolism heavy understanding or comprehension of what took place then and what is taking place now i mean it's sort of you know ironically the sort of stupidity that gets people like me thinking well maybe we need to round all of these people up and you know lock them in a re-education camp for a couple of years you know (laughs) you can come out when you're less stupid. When you've learned some shit, (laughs) people emerge from this camp like three years later, smiling with a diploma. (laughs) It'd be amazing. Like you think your mum and dad were proud of you when you got your GCSEs? Just wait till Gary from Dagenham's parents welcome him outside the gates to Camp Cretin. And he's no longer a moron. And he's like, oh, no, I I get it now. I get it. Like he was he was exploiting people's fears and prejudices to get more power and enrich himself. I, I understand. And his parents are like, oh, we're, we're so proud of you. son. we're so proud, Gary. Anyway, oh, what was I? Um, what was I saying? Oh, yes. So so a lot of people uh, dismiss fears of Trump being another Hitler based on the fact that he's, you know, he's, he's not German. <laughs> which is yeah it's true. Uh he has an American flag, not a Nazi one, which is also true. You know, you can't you can't argue with that, guys. Um what else? Um what else can you imagine his base coming out with if you said, "Don't you think Trump is a little bit Hitlery?" You know. What else would they come out with, guys? I mean, they would they would probably highlight the fact that he's killed way fewer jews as well wouldn't they i mean like i don't i don't know full disclosure guys i don't know if he's killed any uh he's probably not killed any jews whatsoever but we don't i, we, I don't know you know i don't know that for sure guys full transparency on this show i do not have a confirmed number of jews that donald trump has killed to hand uh, i don't have researchers i don't really have much of a budget so um Unfortunately, I'm a bit embarrassed, but uh, I, I don't have that information um, to hand. But um, but they would look at the, the six million Jews figure and the different flags and, you know, and that's it. That's enough for them. They would be like, well, no, he's, you know, they're different then. Right. That's that's all it's. Ta- These are totally different people. It's like, um, like it's amazing, really, isn't it? How when. like when it comes to Biden and Karl Marx or Barack Obama and Che Guevara, right? They're like, these people are the same. (laughs) Obama is basically Che Guevara. If you like Obama, you should just go live in Venezuela. Biden is a Marxist. (laughs) But if if you try to get them to consider even a demonstrable academic similarity with trump and hitler then they're like what are you talking about <laughs> these are totally different people you don't know what you're saying because the flags the slogans the language the people that they hurt and they're different so it's it, 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 they're different people they're not the same and then you're like oh god okay well yeah so yeah so now now we've got new ones do we? Okay, cool. It's alright. Calm down, guys. Now now we're going for nuance, apparently. You know, the the nuance of different colours on a flag on the fabric that is draped down at their rallies. You know? And the type of foreigner that they're rounding up. You, you got to get in the details, son. Different flags, different languages being spoken, different filthy and separate vermin being rounded up and put into camps. So they're totally different. Once you overlook the superficiality and you get into the nuance, I, I knew that you was worried and I'm happy to clear all that up for you, son. Well, what, what do you think about Joe Biden? Well, he's, he's a radical left Marxist communist traitor. It's Joe Biden. All right. Okay. So, um, so no different flags, different faces, languages being spoken. There no, no nuance to be found there, Hank? No, uh, nope, absolutely none. <laughs> but yeah, this is this is how the Hitler stuff started, man. Like that's what gets me. Is like, you know, Hitler didn't just start off murdering six million Jews. He didn't wake up on some gloomy Monday, having failed to sell a painting again <laughs> at the weekend art fair. Woke up on Monday morning depressed and hung over, you know. I will never be a pinter at this rate. It's time to kill the Jews about it, you know. <laughs> that is what happened. It was an instant. He rose to political prominence with a sort of subservient media and populism and propaganda and rallies. Then he put people into camps to start with. And then when he couldn't persuade other countries to take the people that he wanted to boot out, he engineered a network of industrial scale murder. That is what happened. Where are we now on that historical trajectory? Like it starts with populism. And it graduates to rounding people up and promising to kick them out. And it ends with a failure to do that because, you know, honestly, like if you're, if you're a dictator saying, I, I don't want fil- – I don't know why I'm still doing the accent. If you're a dictator and you say, I don't want filthy foreigners in my country, they're a scourge, they're murderers, they're rapists, they're vermin. If that's your rhetoric, is that what you're saying, right? If you're a dictator saying that, why would any of your right-wing dictator friends – want to take them in from you. (laughs) Like, it's a hard sell, isn't it? Like, they're not going to help you out with this. Either they're too right-wing and they won't want the foreigners coming in, or you've sold them the foreigners as though they're filthy, disgusting rapists and vermin and shit. So none of your right-wing dictator friends are going to do business with you. They're just not. I mean, in Hitler's case, this would have been his, you know, back in, you know, the 1930s, this would have been his contemporaries. But obviously in Trump's, it's like who? Like it's um, Orban, uh, Kim Jong un, Putin. Like none of them are going to take in Trump's immigrants, are they? Let's be real. And none of the people who hate him, you know, the center left, progressive, Western liberal democracy types, they're not going to help him either (laughs) because they hate him. They're not going to do a deal with the fascist dictator. So where is that going to leave him? That's the question. That is a dangerous spot to put somebody like that in. Where does it leave him? Humiliated, you know? Faced with a very public failure of exiting his foreigners, his immigrants, and then he would have, like, a huge cost of running this. I mean, like, the US already has an industrial-scale prison system, you know, of fucking supermax jails and three-strikes laws and decades-long sentencing. So it's just overcrowded to fuck. It really is. And because it's so busy and there's so many of these jails, like, the cost is colossal which I suppose is why they privatise so much of it. I don't know if you're aware of that, but over in the US, it's a heavily privatised jail system. Um, But the fucking debt, man, the debt the US government would get into if they built and continued to have to facilitate a national network of immigrant jails. Like, in in a country built on immigration, that's what's so fucking wild about this. It's like America would be nothing without immigrants. Anyway, this network of immigrant jails, these concentration camps, let's call them what they are. Now, against the backdrop of this failing policy, this hugely costly failing policy, and just this constant influx of new immigrants, new Muslims, new refugees, and none of the old ones getting out, just packing into the jails, and it's just getting so busy and so expensive. Like, he would have to... Admit it was bullshit and wind it down, humiliated, neutered, angering his base. Right. Or. He'd have to murder them. Oh, oh, no. Oh, come on. You're being hysterical now. Like, can somebody explain to me how else he would wriggle out of that humiliation? Can you? You've got a, a, a sociopath who hates being a loser. You've got a loser who hates playing by the rules. Like, are we seriously just sitting here while he escalates to vermin and detention camps and and we're still going like, oh, yeah, well, probably, probably won't take it any further than that, though. Will really, he? I know he's following the trajectory of Hitler perfectly. I know that all of the warning lights are just flashing. Beep, 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 beep. beep. But he probably won't get any worse than this. Like, really? You really don't think it's going to escalate any further that? Yeah, because he's not speaking German and and he doesn't have a silly little moustache. Like, oh, God. Give me that diploma, Hank. Just, just give it g- Give it here. You've, you've forgotten what they taught you, haven't you? Already. right? What, what, what are you doing? You give me that back. I earned that. Back, back you go. Back into the re-education. Company. No, I don't want to go back in there. Three more years, Hank. In you go. No! <laughs> Such is the... um radicalization of both the left and the right now you know the right want to round us all up and put us into dissident detention camps uh while the left want to put everyone into re-education centers uh everything is detention and re-education isn't everything everything's back to school in america in a way that gets you just praying For an active shooter. I mean, I suppose the one redeeming thing, right, about Trump and his, you know, newly promoted immigration policy um, is that however gross it sounds, however problematic and troublingly familiar it might sound. You have to remind yourself that this is a guy who couldn't even build a fucking wall. (laughs) When it was a cornerstone of his original campaign, you know? I mean, it was it was basically the guy's catchphrase, wasn't it? Build the wall! Build the wall! Remember that? And now he's like, you know, I, I'm going to build a state-of-the-art complex network of detention centres. Oh, oh, really? Are you? How? How are you going to do that? I mean, one wall was too much for you. So maybe just... Start small, Donny. Okay, uh, baby steps. Maybe we start you off with something get, get you some early learning center Duplos and a Lego set. And he's like, I could do it. I could. I could do. I could build the network of concentration. Wait, I mean, I, I mean, uh, d- d- detention centers. Like somebody needs to pull him aside. Some like aide or you know secretary or. Uh, you know, executive assistant, whatever sort of help he has. Somebody needs to, like, tap him on the shoulder and be like, maybe you want to sort out your civil case first. (laughs) Like, I could build them. Like, you're not going to be building anything anytime soon. I know you did this building and that golf course and all the rest of it, but you're going to be lucky if you can hold on to Trump Tower at this rate. Like, how about you focus on holding on to Trump Tower and Mar-a-Lago off the back of your civil case, you nutty bastard. But yeah, building a network of these things. I mean, do we really think he's capable of directing strategically the building out of an immigration detention network? I don't know if I'm convinced that he possesses the news to be able to achieve that. Like I'd love to be a fly on the wall when he has these sort of planning and policy and communication strategy meetings, you know? Chief strategist to Donald Trump. Like, what must that be like when they're talking about what what they're gonna go to market with, you know? And he's like, I'm gonna build a network of detention centers for immigrant like, wouldn't your strategist just be like, oh my god, like you you couldn't build one wall, Danny? You couldn't, like, Steve Bannon used to be your number one guy. He ended up jailed for defrauding the project. You couldn't even get one project out of the way without defrauding and court cases and arrests and jailing. He defrauds you of $100,000. You got robbed and ended up with no wall. I mean, that is some serious, like, art of the deal shit right there, Donnie. I mean, it's no wonder he hates foreigners. Let's just... Let's just focus on that for a minute. It's no wonder that he hates foreigners because I bet every time someone comes knocking on his door offering him like to build his garden wall, you know, like a hooky sort of foreigner illegal immigrant, like yeah, I could totally build you a wall, man. I could, Mr. Trump, if you just if you just sub me some money, I could build you it'll be the best wall you ever see. And he's like alright, oh, I love walls you know, <laughs> every time he gets like a foreigner coming up knocking on his door, offering to do. He ends up with no wall and his whole house burgled or some shit. And he's like, Melania! Melania, it's happened again! I'm sorry. Anyway. Fucking idiot. What else is going on? The Rwanda verdict is due back today. It's Wednesday as I'm recording this. Uh, Frequent viewers, listeners, influencers, and boosters alike will know that the Rwanda policy is, of course, Suella Braverman's flagship policy, guys. It was her dream. It was her obsession uh, to see a plane load of asylum seekers sent off to a third country. Not dissimilar to Donald Trump's latest idea, really, is it? It's, um, you know, it's kind of in the same neighbourhood. You don't need to scratch beneath the nuance or symbolism or anything to see the similarities there. Um, I mean, it's the same shit, isn't it? It's, you know, it's all nations in decline. They haven't got a clue as to how to solve the problems that we're actually faced with. Which is essentially that, you know, fossil fuels are becoming more expensive. They're harder to find. They're more dangerous to drill out. Plus, the situation in Ukraine hasn't helped. Uh, Saudi Arabia are restricting their oil production to keep their prices high, to make money money back that they lost in uh, covid um and so anyway, everything is linked to the cost of power, energy, heating, cooling, which is basically everything, right? Like food, drinks, transports, healthcare, toothpaste, toys, everything goes back to fuels and power, and so inflation is soaring, which makes central banks raise interest rates, which makes us all broke. You know, we all all know this stuff, right? I've talked about this many, many times. Um, So they can't fix that problem. Um, But nobody votes for somebody who stood up there, you know, shrugging, going, oh, I can't fix the problem. You know, like so. So instead, what they do is they they fire breathe populism and they pretend that there are easy answers to complex, if not completely unanswerable questions. It's Trump saying that we got to get back to the real America, whatever that was, or whenever that took place, or, or, you know, make America great again, somehow. No specifics, just symbolism and flags, easy answers to complex questions. It's Braverman and Farage pretending that the reason that you can't get a GP appointment or that you had to sit 27 hours waiting to be seen in A&E It's not because the debt to GDP is so outrageous and there's no way to resolve it and there's an aging population and every year more people are rolling off of the workforce and going into retirement and require nursing homes, social care and fewer and fewer people are having babies to pick up the slack and earn tax money to pay for all of that. And you're not letting immigrants in, so they're not plugging the gap in. So things are getting worse and shitter and we're a nation in decline. And that's why you can't get a GP appointment. That is a complex thing to communicate to people. Way harder, infinitely harder than just the reason you couldn't get a GP appointment, Gary, is because a brown person took it. What are you going to do about it? You know, easy answers to complex questions. Like I've said it before and I'll say it again because, you know, the truth bears repeating, firstly. Uh, But secondly, because there is a there's a limit to my creativity and endlessly firing synapses in my brain. You know, yes, you're in the premium bourgeoisie tier of political podcasts. Yes, you're in the hashtag booge tier. Uh, But no, I can't always be pitching in with my A game uh, every second of every day. Um, But I've said it before, if you want to bring down net migration and if it's not just about xenophobia, which all of you lot seem very, very emphatically to refute, you know, it's not about xenophobia. I'm definitely not a racist. I just care about net migration. If it's just about net migration and it's not about xenophobia, just make it easier for me to fuck off (laughs) because that will bring down net migration, too. Because allow me to shock you and really amp up the Daily Express's blood pressure for a moment. But when, when people say, we have to bring down net migration, right? And, uh, oh, if you don't like it, leave, you know? They always act like we're desperate to stay, don't they? Like we're always going to fight back with some defiant alternative mode of patriotism, don't they? Meanwhile, like I'm fired up. And I'm, I'm clapping back with a mouthful of brandy like, newsflash, fucker. I don't even want to be here. This country is done. It's fucked. You fucked it. The national debt is colossal. They have no money to fix anything. It's not going to get better. <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you. They're all all babbling about net migration figures, you know, frustrated about the number of people coming in versus the slightly smaller number of people, you know, emigrating, leaving. You obviously can't fix the number of people coming in. You've been trying for fucking years, lads. And it's only gotten worse for you. That's the tragic thing. Do you remember when Cameron was Prime Minister and he was like, no ifs, no buts, we will reduce net migration to the tens of thousands. Rather than so he's gonna bring it down to under a hundred thousand. No, you're not! It's not going down to a hundred thousand, it's going up six times that, even after you leave the EU. So here's my question. You know, if you can't fix the number coming in, why don't you just make it easier? For people like me to fuck off. <laughs> Put me on a plane. Round people like me up. I'll fuck around and arrest myself. Phone up the police, like give them a tip off. Out myself as a dissident or some shit. Like. Uh, anyway, look, just, just quickly. Um, Braverman's policy. Air Suella. Uh, has been grounded for a while now, obviously, by supposedly lefty lawyers. Activist Lawyers, which is, you know, it's always funny to me because when, like, when it's Jeffrey Cox overruling international law in a limited and specific way, uh, or when it's Braverman herself breaking domestic and international law, and those two are lawyers themselves, right? When it's them circumventing and overruling the actual law that isn't activist laws and lawyers no really but yeah like when it's a lawyer making a case to a judge and a judge going yeah okay well look i've i've looked at all of the arguments pros and cons i've listened to you and i've listened to you um actually i think i'm gonna go so like oh that that's lawyers being activisty is it okay cool right fine anyway so it's been grounded uh it was appealed and then it's gone up to the supreme court and today we're going to hear the verdict Aren't we? And that verdict is the answer to the question, is it right to bundle up a load of foreigners and send them off to another country? That's the question the Supreme Court are seeking to answer. And it's no doubt a question that will be asked in America's Supreme Court at some point, won't it? Um, By lawyers pushing back on whatever final form Trump's policy idea thing takes and it's like god you know over here we've got the Rwanda policy which you know even if even if the supreme court like shut it down it's still going to empower the british government as it is at the moment you know team sunak uh to attempt to leave the european court of human rights so it's like lose lose and in america they are actually seriously entertaining uh booting people out of the country Via glorified concentration camps. Like what a dire state of affairs the Western world is in right now. You know, these complex questions all go all rooted back to human survival. You know, finite resources, fossil fuels and both sides of the Atlantic. Former world leaders, nation states, leaders, of the free world, cheerleaders of freedom, democracy, Former beacons of uh, ingenuity, God, I can't say that word, and innovation are so keen to show us that the best they can do in terms of meeting this challenge is to reverse ferret a hundred years and round up the foreigners. Fuck me, I need a drink, Uh, guys. That's it for this one. Thank you so much, as always, to the Patreon backers, of which we got a new one joining our little cult the other day, the Binfluencer Cult. Uh, For the benefit of new listeners and uh, viewers on YouTube, uh, I'm not an influencer, even though you may have found me on Instagram or TikTok or Twitter. I'm not an influencer, I'm a Binfluencer. It's a very different thing. It means I'm not going to show you pictures of nice food. Uh, I'm not going to tell you to join me for squat day at the gym, and live your best life. I it's binfluencer, right? It's where I show you the muck of the modern world, and then I just shrug. I go, yes, gross. You should just fucking drink with me. You know, (laughs) that's my vibe. That's the vibe of the show. Anyway, so yes, new inductee to the binfluencer cult over on Patreon.com forward slash Aid Thompson. Welcome, welcome to Rachel Harris. Uh, my first entry in the Utterly Ridiculous tier. I've got four tiers there that you can join. They start at just £3 a month, £3, £5, £10, or the Utterly Ridiculous one, which is £50 a month. So there is not a word that can adequately describe my gratitude to Rachel for joining. Um, And I, I should probably mention whether you... Join on £3 or £5 or £10 or, or £50. Obviously, there's sort of cascading, um, uh, crescendoing benefits to each tier. So, um, uh, so jump on there. Take a look if you are enjoying, you know, two, three, four different episodes of the show uh, and you would like to support it and you would like to get, you know, episodes of it two days before everyone else. And first dibs on the tickets to the live show and the London meetups that I do and the discord chats. I jump in there every day and we talk about life, love, the universe, all of that stuff. Um, I also throw in a monthly, I say monthly, I haven't done one for two months, actually, uh, a monthly Skype one-to-one. That's with yours truly. We can have a beer, talk about the podcast, politics, whatever's your fancy. Um, God, I really do sound like a dad today. Whatever's your fancy. And it's a right old state of affairs. Anyway, so yeah if you if you're keen on the podcast if you're enjoying my output uh, do consider patreon uh you also get credited at the end of shows like this so big shouts to rachel harris bowman kai chris d david voice uh martin maracas mojo sabian oliver stevens uh pingu stewart uh peter del monte uh t-rex aaron smith alex Suter, alex tooth Jeff McGow, Mark Harris, Ned Berg, Ricardo Oliveira, Sarah Setters, and Simon Flack. Flank? Uh, Flack. Flank, sorry. Uh, thank you so much, guys, for your uh, ongoing support of the show and my output on uh, on YouTube and everything. So uh, yeah, big doff of the cap to you guys. I'll be back Friday night this week with Graham Hughes of Labour Social. He's my guest. Until next time, keep it strictly hashtag of influencer. And I'm out. This motherfucker. <laughs>